If you've yet to experience a cyber attack, consider yourself fortunate, or maybe just plain lucky. According to the Sonic Wall Cyber Threat Report, the number of ransomware attacks ballooned by over 105% this year over last year. Last year saw a 61% increase over 2020, and the numbers are going to be even higher next year. And the nature of these attacks is changing, too. On top of extortion, attackers last year alone poisoned the water supply in one Florida city. They shut down the largest fuel pipeline in the U.S., disrupting fuel deliveries in 12 states for several days. They've hit hospitals, software companies, and, of course, more than a few trucking companies. The smaller fleets are, are even more vulnerable than, than they might think. And if, if they can attack, the bad guys can attack a handful of small fleets, um, um, they're just going to shut things down and cause panic. That's, that's in the, you know, where they want to go in a lot of cases. The big, the big actors, like the Russians. Experts believe stolen credentials account for more than 60% of all the breaches, compounded by a lack of multi-factor authentication protocols. On this episode of HDT Talks Trucking, we'll speak with the chair of the Technology and Maintenance Council's S5 Cybersecurity Task Force, Mark Zakos. Mark is also the president of DG Technologies, based in Farmington, Michigan. Before we speak with Mark, remember to follow and connect with us on social media and subscribe to HTT's YouTube channel so you don't miss another episode of HTT Talks Trucking. I'm Jim Park. We'll be back with Mark right after this. What drives your decisions? The choices you make can make a big difference for your fleet, and it all starts with what's under the hood. So when everything is riding on you to keep the wheels on the road, Turn to the proven protection of SitGuard heavy-duty engine oils. Learn more at sitgolubes.com. Uh, Mark Zakos of DG Technologies. How are you this afternoon, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great here. You know, not bad for living in Detroit. <laughs> Never gets really good in Detroit, does it? Uh, you know, it's that. not that bad, but, uh, you know, watch out for those cyber attacks. That's where you got to be careful. <laughs> Well, that's what we're here to talk about today, sir. You are uh, an acknowledged expert on the topic. Uh, we're going to dig into some of the hows and whys and uh, how, what fleets can do to protect themselves. But before we go down that road, tell us a little bit about the company, DG Technologies. What, do, what are you guys up to? Sure. Well, um, we started out in life uh, as business goes. Uh, um, we did and still do. Uh, vehicle diagnostic to, tools. So the things that plug into that uh, OBD2 port or the round nine-pin Deutsch connector on your heavy-duty vehicle, we do light, medium, and heavy-duty. And um, you know, we progressed into the into the uh, arena of cybersecurity. Why is that? Well, it looks like uh, the hackers and the bad guys have discovered that port on your truck is a very uh, inviting target. <laughs> so you can plug in and you can get your trouble codes, you can you know get your guided diagnostic information out of the vehicle. But um, the bad guys know that and they can also figure out how to do things like um, denial of service attack or something like that through that connector. So what we do now at the business is we do secure diagnostics in that has a lot of opportunities to help customers and 
help um, you know the, the the make things better for for the the world. I think. Okay, uh, you're also a fairly active participant at TMC, and you're the task force chairman, I believe, of. Is it 537, the task force on cybersecurity? Well, actually, uh, that's one of the uh, recommended practices that worked on five, RP537. But it's the S5, they call it uh, uh, Working Group S5, and that's the fleet. That's for fleets, um, management systems. And then under S5, I run the cybersecurity task force. So what we do is you know, in the back end, on the truck, and diagnostics, telematics, um, all of the above, we try to look for places to further secure uh, the assets and, and you know, try to stay ahead of the bad guys. Okay. Well, we hear about the odd cyber attacks. Some are more famous than others. Uh, do you have any idea what the scope of the problem is for the trucking industry? I mean, are we any different from public utilities or pipelines or hospitals that have been victim of previous attacks? Well, I would say um, there are some distinctive differences. Uh, transportation, logistics, trucking is part of the critical in- infrastructure in this country. It's been designated sh- uh, by the Department of Homeland Security. So, I mean... From that sense, you could argue argue hospitals and other essential service providers are as well. Um, but I think um, this is, in my view, even more important to protect our logistical assets against cybersecurity uh, attacks. The, the shutting down uh, the uh, delivery of fuel to the to the uh, service stations, shutting down transportations of uh, goods and services. You can't go to the supermarket. You can't gas up your car. And it's, it's you know, going to go downhill very quick from there. So uh, I think that is a very important aspect. And the other thing that you, I'm sure that you're aware of is the, um, yeah, we have the big boys, right? We've got the uh, FedEx, UPS, and other big, big, big carriers. But in our in our world, our heavy duty world, uh, most of the uh, carriers are small businesses, right? Twenty trucks or under. So, so because of that, um, it makes, uh, frankly, um, a much easier target for for attacks. The the the, the smaller fleets are are even a, a more vulnerable than than they might think, and if. If they can attack, the bad guys can attack a, a handful of small fleets. Um, um, they're just going to shut things down and cause panic. That's that's an, you know where they want to go in a lot of cases. Ba- the big the big actors like the Russians. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was shocked um, not long ago when we heard about the uh, the Colonial Pipeline and the various hospitals have been victim to this. Those are big organizations. They've probably got resources, uh, people working on this to defend themselves. And you mentioned quite correctly, uh, a large portion of this industry is made up of almost mom and pop companies, 10, 20 trucks. Do they have any idea? Do they know uh, what or how vulnerable they are or even know what steps to take to protect themselves? Well, um, the first answer uh, I would give you Oh, they've heard of cybersecurity and they've got, you know, 
concerns. Any business owner that I talk to definitely um, has concerns. It's been in the news for you know a few years now, at least. Um, but I also get, uh, well, why would they go after me? I'm just a little guy, you know. I'm the small fish. But the trouble is, as you just pointed out, there's lots of fish, and the net that the attackers cast are are uh, easy to throw in the water. That net is easy to cast. Um, the vulnerabilities that are out there are very easy to get um, at least the small guys hooked on. And then um, what the what the those attackers want? They want money. They want uh, get get the <laughs> ransomware and you pay me bitcoins or whatever and uh, maybe they'll get your give you the data back but um, don't count on it so that would be representative of a ransomware attack right yeah money uh, yeah that's a root of all evil right well um, money money is but uh, if you take a look at the uh, Department of Defense cybersecurity pyramid uh, they've outlined uh, three levels of attacks. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more details there, but essentially the top of the pyramid is a is a um, they, uh, an attacker has billions of dollars, uh, foreign um, company that uh, or or uh, government organization they call them advanced persistent threats ATPs, and those attackers they they'll stop at they you can tell that. Uh, how they approach things. It's a long-term, they're after it for the long-term. The Colonial Pipeline attack and then the solar winds attack that you heard about more recently, um, those attackers were in the system for months, if not years. And they're poking around, they're located in Russia or China or some associate, and, and they've got time, they got the budget, and they're going after something. State secrets could be shut down um, carriers to cause uh, our country damage, um, and um, uh, they, they're getting better at it all the time. Okay, we talked a lot about the little guys. Uh, let's get into the big fish now. Um, <laughs> well, this is where it gets kind of interesting and a little scary, frankly, but probably the mom and pops are maybe not vulnerable to these folks, but... <sighs> What do the Russians and Chinese want with a trucking company? Well, I think that the the, the nature of the the, the uh, threat and again uh, those big uh, threat actors are called advanced per persistent threat ATPs, and there's dozens of them that the U.S. government and other agencies have identified. They want um, they want to have some method that they can get information out of us, out of a big boy that might also have um, intelligence value, right? So if you can tell where the, let's just take an example, right? So the United States is shipping um, tons of weapons over to Ukraine. Those those trucks that pick them up, pick uh, you know secure load up, up at a depot, somewhere, they take it to a port, drop them off. Now, honestly, those are very, 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 very well protected. You know, the, I, I think the resiliency is is known, but 
the, the threats change all the time. The landscape changes all the time. There's new things that the bad guys find out. And what they want is intelligence. Uh, a lot of people, I suspect, probably don't wade too deeply into this because, A, it's boring. B, it's something that most of us don't understand. And C, it can be expensive. Yeah. So if you've got free resources, I'd love you to share those with us. Um, there's there's multiple resources, and I'll refer mainly to uh, um, the U.S. government agencies. Uh, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has a cybersecurity infrastructure security agency, CISA. And if you go to their website, and there's some links that, that you can uh, safely click on <laughs> from there. Um, you can download all sorts of playbooks and all sorts of uh, very valuable materials that your team, small companies and not so small companies, can use to, as guidance. Um, simple things um, make a difference. Simple things make a difference. Uh, there's training aids. So you just can't do it once and done. You got to keep a program of uh, of training. So how can you have resources available to do that? I got to have the drivers on the road, my shop people, there's only one guy. I don't know, you know, how, how that all works, but um, it's important to, to make uh, this a priority and um, it's going to happen to you. It really, it's, it's going to, and if you don't it's have backups. It's going to happen to you. Yeah. Not it might, it's going to. Right. You're certain. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, things like passwords. Everybody always emphasizes good, strong passwords, lowercase, uppercase, numbers, symbols, what have you. Uh, most people use password, one, two, three, four. Uh, it's not difficult to set a good password, but why don't we do that? Um, takes time, takes effort. Um, and we, we haven't really been exposed to uh, get hit by a a particular uh, threat actor who guessed our password. You cannot underestimate the intelligence of these people. They, you know, I live in Detroit. Um, you know, I, 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 they know a lot of things about you and the organization and the company. Guessing passwords happens all the time. So I think um, it's just practice. Here's another tip for, um, and let's see if I can call it up real quickly. Uh, I have my um, phone here, and I'm going to go to settings. There's a setting on the setting screen. I have an iPhone in front of me. Um, there's a setting called passwords. Hmm. Okay, I wonder what that is. So let me click on there. And okay, it opens my, okay. And then if you do that, if the people watching do that, um, security recommendations, no issues found. Whew, that's great. I'll bet you, try it, try it. When we're done, you try it. And, and this is Apple, Google has the same service. And what happens is that those big companies go out and um, they um, look about uh, the web, they scan for compromised passwords. We talked about that at the beginning of our discussion here. 
the passwords are compromised, they figured it out, or they guessed it, or maybe they found a file that has, you know, name password, they get your passwords and they sell them on the web. So right now, um, there you uh, who are watching the show might check this and see somebody knows your passwords and and uh, advise you to change them. Well, I've got a small business here. I'm a writer and like to listen to music and watch a few movies. You know, I've got exposure online. I use an antivirus software. I use a spyware detector. And nothing bad has happened to me yet. So Great. do I assume that, A, my, my antivirus software and the other stuff is working or nobody's bothered with me? How do I know this stuff works if nothing ever happens? I'm spending $29 a month for this package of stuff. <laughs> it's not a lot of money, but uh, should I be? Do I? How do I know it's working? I think that's a great question. Now, <clears throat> you could change your password to something one, two, three, four, five, and see if you get any hits. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. That's a, no, no a, exceptional that good practice. Now, we really don't know. I think the, the, the big boys, the federal government and those with uh, uh, resources um, that do this for a living, they know how many hits are out there. I think the estimate of internet traffic um, is is over fifty percent of the internet traffic is is spam, botware, and you know it's just getting worse. So you don't know. Uh, I think is a quick answer, um, but I wouldn't take the risk if I were you. That's ex excellent practice. When it comes to ransomware. Um... You suggest, obviously, backing up all your software, backing up everything all the time. Mm -hmm. So you have a live backup. Is that backup not infected with whatever uh, infected your mainframe? Does yeah. It, does it not come with the backup? Yeah. So the answer uh, could be. Um, now, how long of backups? Do you have backups, weekly backups for a year? Um, you know, potentially... If you do lose data, if you do get hacked, maybe you have to go back a year or more. Hopefully, you've got a backup and say, okay, this is what the experts have determined. This is the time frame when, when you, they got into your system. So, you, at least you, it, it may not be up to date and you'll, you'll lose a lot of the, the, the recent information, but at least you got a starting point. Is that a common practice? Uh, backing up or backing up from keeping it for like a year um longer. it should be it should be and here's another thing be. that i think would be important to point out is don't assume that your backups are safe so you might have backup on the cloud that's connected to your um, current server somehow so um it's it's common that and hackers know this and said, so, okay, before we hit the go button and bomb this guy for, for ransomware, let's go back and uh, sort through all of his file structures and see if there is a, something called backup or if they do have a backup up in the cloud. That, that they, and, and if they can get in there, they'll lock that down too so you won't be able to get your backup. It's, it's, 
Yeah, so throw them in jail. Uh, I don't know how did how it's going to go away. But let me give you some good news. Um, <laughs> I think uh, um, the good guys are getting better and better and better at it in our defense. So what we need is our community to step up and keep stepping up in the defense of their assets and the defense of their systems in the defense of our country, really. So is it um, that is it no one's ever going to get hit again after, you know, a couple years of putting in all these firewalls and all the other things that, you know, per, can prevent this from happening? No, but it's going to get harder and harder and harder for the bad guys. So that pyramid that I made mention to the kid in his basement, who's got a, you know, $10 um, Bluetooth board or something open source software that they downloaded for free on the web. Um, it's going to at least defeat that type of attacker. So um, that, I think that's the good news. And because I pointed out that pyramid, as you go up the pyramid, it takes more and more money more sophistication. Um, there, there, there'll be those bad actors out there still, uh, but at least the low-hanging fruit can be, can be uh, issues can be mitigated. Okay. Well, thanks, Mark. That's a pretty enlightening conversation. I'm, um, I guess the big takeaway here is don't take this lightly. Don't take it lightly. It's a pretty serious problem. Yeah, I, I can't emphasize that enough. It's. Uh, and, and, you know, the resiliency, the training, the retraining, assessing yourself, training again, it's should be common practice and mm-hmm. uh, um, encourage your audience to you know, be be the best. And uh, it, if they want some help, uh, just reach out to me. I'd be happy to see what I could do to assist. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Mark. Uh, thanks for joining us on HDT Talks Trucking. It's been a pleasure. My thanks to Mark Zakos. He's the president of DG Technologies in Farmington, Michigan, and he's the chair of the TMC's S5 Cybersecurity Issues Task Force. Remember to follow and connect with us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any future episodes of HTT Talks Trucking. I'm Jim Park. Thanks for watching.